0: Welcome to True Vine Talks with Rachel, Caitlin, and myself, Linda. We are so happy to be here with you guys today and, you know, processing our inner child. And, you know, Rachel's doing a great job researching and has found that reparenting our inner child is so important in therapy. Um, Often we have clients that show up and they don't know why they're feeling angry or anxious or frustrated and often it's you know those pivotal landmark moments in their their childhood and Rachel brought something really great was often people come in and they feel guilty for sharing their their upbringing I'm like well. It happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've I've noticed that's kind of the first hurdle we have to get over a lot of the time in doing inner child work and trying to reparent ourselves is the guilt that comes up, right? If I'm talking about how my parents didn't get it right for me, I must be putting them down. And that makes me a bad child to talk negatively About my childhood. And so we talk about how that's not the case. We're just talking about your perspective from this little child brain and how you didn't understand what was going on. You weren't able to communicate what you were feeling or what you needed. Right. And so it was hard for your parent to get it right for you, considering those circumstances, plus whatever they had going on for them.
2: Right. No, no parents are perfect. Right, not a single one. Best parents in the world, and there's still going to be something. And our our parents are at the level that they're at. Some of them are more self actualized. Some of them are more aware than than others.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Some of them are unknowingly repeating the the childhood that they had, what they grew up with, that was their normal.
0: Yeah, and, and biblically, it's it's a generational pass down uh, the fa- the sins of the fathers upon the 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 children for several generations. And Caitlin's probably more biblically sound than me and knows how many generations that is. Um, so what we're doing is we're we're processing how this parenting didn't work well for their offspring. And then their offspring takes a little bit of that parenting and they adopt that and they use it in their parenting. Well, that didn't work quite well. So we just keep fine tuning how we parent the next generation. And yeah, Caitlin, smile, that's a beautiful thing to mm-hmm. Get it right, eventually we'll hit the mark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With every generation doing a little bit better. I love that.
2: It's significant you say it like that to hit the mark because um, I remember learning that uh, sin is defined as missing the mark and not that mm-hmm. people are uh, trying to parent wrong or, or in a Simple way, but right when you do finally meet the mark, when you are able to uh, see your child as a person and and recognize what's going on with them, I feel like that's really significant. That's that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's beautiful, and I
1: love the way you said, "See your child as a person mm-hmm. and recognize what's going on for them." And that is exactly what the reparenting process is, right? It's how can we see ourselves as a person and recognize that, that little child version of us and how it you know, interacts with the world every day, right? How can we understand what's going on for them and start meeting their needs?
0: Yeah, that's so accurate. Um... You know, honoring your parents is is loving and showing respect, and also recognizing how maybe they didn't get it right for you, and how that impacted you um, personally. You're not degrading them, or you know, creating more pain. You're trying to process what happened for you, and what is that inner child need? Um, so getting stuck. I think that's where often when we're working with folks is they get stuck and we want to figure out how to go in there and and help that inner child heal. And we've probably talked about this in another podcast. In e we're taking the current older, wiser self. Now, are we all in our wise or self? given it. Not always. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, key components of that is, am I okay? Am I feeling good about me? Do I know that I have value and I'm worth the while to go and heal that part of me?
1: Yeah, I think that goes along with um, kind of the most common problems that we see people present with, which is that low self-worth, low self-esteem coming in. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Linda touched on, you know, figuring out where your parents are lacking doesn't mean you're dishonoring them. I think as we grow, uh, we develop, hopefully, a sense of empathy. Some of us have more than others. Um, But as you fine tune that sense of empathy, you're able to realize, oh, well, mom was distracted. She had um, an illness going on or she was working two jobs and that's why she couldn't meet my emotional needs. And so that empathy can kind of help you understand your parents, you're not criticizing them, but that understanding can help you realize maybe why things happened. It doesn't mean they didn't love you. And, you know, as Rachel was alluding to, we develop a sense of empathy for ourselves as well. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the empathy part is so important. I think after, the, after we kind of process any guilt that shows up at the beginning and it's like moving into empathy for not only our parents and what they went through, but also ourselves, like you were saying. Yeah, starting to acknowledge that we do have feelings. We do have needs. That doesn't make us selfish in any way. That makes us human.
0: Well stated, Rachel. She, are, she always reminds us, and I love that in podcast that it isn't we aren't being selfish. And no. our culture really says to be as women especially not to focus on ourselves
1: yeah what do you have
0: you have a fragmented person if you don't heal these injuries throughout your life (laughs) emotionally
1: yeah yeah I think oftentimes after the guilt it's like fear that comes up well acknowledging this I feel selfish or I feel needy or I feel weak or pitiful in some way feel like I'm throwing myself a pity party oh poor me other people have it worse how often do you guys hear that
2: mm-hmm. if we stay so home, often we're never going to feel fulfilled it's going to keep us from really enjoying our life it keeps us stuck on autopilot yep.
0: mm-hmm. yeah so in you know some of the articles that we were processing this week is well how do I reparent that child And in, in the inner child book which we read or we were studying let me share that with you guys um healing your lost inner child we read that one Robert Jackman wrote and he talks about bonding What well, you know well, first you should journal when When did I feel hurt? When was that pivotal moment in my life where that wound was deep? And he says, you got to start there. So yeah,
1: identifying the, that unmet need from childhood. Was it that you never felt understood? Was it that you never felt uh, truly worthy or valuable? Was it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I really like the book. Um, I think it's How to Do the Work by Nicole LaPera. And some people may know her as the holistic psychologist. She's on social media. Uh, really like her work. She talks a lot about the inner child and how to reparent. And I think the links that I sent you guys were about her work. So she's really good. She talks about the four pillars of reparenting, which are self-discipline, joy, emotion regulation, and self-care.
0: What's the first one, Rachel?
1: Yeah, so self-discipline. What comes up for you when you hear that? Think about reparenting.
2: A simple example that I'm often presented with as a busy working mom and multiple children um, is you know, I've got to get this done and this done and this done. Oh, I should just down another energy drink so I can get it finished. But Mm -hmm. Sometimes that discipline needs to come in and I need to tell myself, oh, but your body's tired. Is that really going to help you? Are you, is that really healthy? Is that good for you? You need to rest.
1: Yeah, self, like discipline isn't always going, 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 huh? Sometimes it can be, let me stop. (laughs) Let me pause and rest.
2: Yeah
0: yeah, self-discipline, what comes up for me is my trainer. She's um Amy Amy Elkins when I work out with her, she's she's eating her protein, she's regulating how much she sleeps at night to build muscle. Um, you know, it's self-discipline requires a lot a lot, a lot of care for your body and its needs. And man, self-discipline, you got to get up a certain time, you got to work out, you got to feed the body the right way. I'm thinking of all the...
1: Yeah, get enough water.
2: We know as counselors, and I'm sure we've talked about it before, uh, but the the mind-body connection, it's all Mm -hmm. connected. The way you take care of your body does affect your mental health.
1: Absolutely. As we talk about self-discipline, I'm actually thinking of uh, early 2020 when quarantine kind of first started for all of us. And I know I struggled with it working at home, like getting a routine, right? Like yeah, I think a lot of people did. I know a lot of the teens that I worked with doing uh, virtual school from home struggled
2: with that too. The good thing about reparenting, um, the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. It takes some time to develop the good, healthy habits. I've been reading Atomic Habits, so that's habits are in the forefront of my mind. But
1: That's a really good one.
2: He talks about like engineering the life that you want. Yeah. It's really a lot of reparenting. Yeah. I don't know if you've gotten to this point
1: in the book yet, but one thing that he said that really um, changed how I see things is he talks about how all of our uh, behaviors are like votes. Towards the type of person that we want to be, I like and that. so every morning when I hit snooze and I don't get out of bed when I want to, that's a vote for you know me continuing that behavior in the future. Every morning that I do get up and I make my bed and I go have breakfast, that's a vote towards me doing that in the future.
0: Yeah. On the flip side, though, maybe you needed that rest. Maybe. I mean in I'm reality gonna... I
1: didn't, but I could see what? where you're going with that. <laughs> I get plenty, I get too much rest.
0: <laughs> Rachel's saying she sleeps too much.
1: <laughs> I'll own it. You gotta own it. Own
0: it, man. <laughs> oh man, my twenties, I could sleep. Oh, I love sleep. Before I had a kid, I, I could sleep. And I wondered if that was, you know, is that lazy or is that my body's way repairing from the day. I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't see it as lazy. I think that's why I let myself do it more than I'd like. I i don't really beat myself up about it. No. It's not hurting anyone.
0: Uh she felt she's like, I saw hurting one. And then she went. <laughs> I this is myself. I like when I <laughs> eat chocolate, I'm like, this is good self-discipline mm. here. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> get my yeah. Thing like you know, it's the whole life, not just one incident.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like how he talks about um, not to get too far off topic. We'll get back to reparenting but I think that this goes with the self-discipline and setting goals. Right, it's the Atomic mm-hmm. Habits and to make it obvious, make it easy, make it uh, rewarding. If you're trying to start a new task if you've got a goal maybe that'll be another podcast we do atomic habits
0: yeah did we one. Do that one? Oh, i don't I
1: think remember. so i don't think so not yet
0: we yeah. have so many podcasts i don't even remember
1: i know we're in the 60s now
0: whoa oh yeah. yeah. the next
1: Yeah, we're doing it. So the next pillar is joy. You want to be spontaneous, playful, and creative, right? It's like, you know, what could you spend hours doing now or as a child that you really enjoyed? And some of the books that I've read, people talking about reparenting, um, they remember that they always wanted to like learn how to ride a bike, but they never got to and so as an adult they learn how to ride a bike and that's one way that they reconnect with their inner child and try to spark some joy
0: oh i think of a lot of folks like the swing the swing set they didn't feel like uh, they could swing enough yeah so that helps your inner child get on a swing most swings can hold an adult body i think so so go Go get on a swing somewhere in a park and don't worry about what people think. Who cares?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why I enjoy spending so much time outdoors and why I like going hiking. When I was a kid, we didn't have the internet and, and like all this stuff. Now, like I spent so much time outside. Summers, I was outside. I was like building I don't know, mud pies, and kind of crazy concoctions, (laughs) like yeah.
2: Our our last episode, where we had your sister come on, the owner of Weymouth Hill, and she talked a little bit about um, how fulfilling it is for her to create, like, the beautiful experiences, and um, the decorations, Mm -hmm. and even her kids' birthday parties, and how she didn't have that as a child that really resonated with me so i'm like yes that's why i like to decorate the way that i do i enjoy it i like to create this atmosphere this safe place these experiences for my own children
1: oh i love that
0: that's good caitlin yeah Mm she's she's the queen of creating fun and joy my sister elizabeth yeah And then we've got um, emotion
1: regulation, which is something we talk about a lot. And I don't know, that was something that seems kind of obvious that you would do in reparenting, but I hadn't really thought about it for some reason before, you know, reading this stuff. And it, it makes so much sense, right? It's like um, when we're little. And we don't know how to put into words what we're feeling. And we maybe just kind of like cry or throw a tantrum. Oftentimes the first thing that someone does is rush in. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. It, right. It was sort of like stuff that out. And we don't realize that what that's teaching us as toddlers is when I'm upset. People don't like it, and I should keep my feelings in. I'm not allowed to express fear or sadness or physical pain.
2: I love that That makes me think of like the wheel of emotions, like what is under that reaction that you see coming from the child? Are they angry that they have to do this task? Are they fearful because they're in a new place? Yeah. For getting curious,
1: right, with your inner child. And I I shared a video on Facebook uh, this week. It was beautiful of a dad. I think the Today Show like made it go viral as a dad and he's teaching his daughter, she's gotta be like, I think four or five, it looks like, how to skateboard. And so they've got this little ramp in their backyard and, and here she goes down the, the ramp and she falls. And she starts crying. And he comes in with so much warmth and comfort. And he is, first thing he does is embrace her and gives her this big hug. And then he asks, Are you, was it scary or did it hurt? Right. He didn't make any assumptions. He's asking her, you know, like, and first of all, that's giving her permission, right? You're allowed to be scared and you're allowed to be in pain. Which one, but which one is it? Help me understand. So I can nurture you, right? She said it hurt, you know, and, and he's asking if she's okay. And and then he, he gets her all together and she decides she wants to do it again. And, and he's validating and reassuring her, right? Like, this is scary. It's okay. You're allowed to take a break. We can come back to this later. But you're also allowed to try again if you want, right? It's just giving her permission. It was beautiful. I love it. And she's like, I'm scared, but I kind of really want to do it some more, right? So she's got that ang- anxious going on. And she did it a couple more times and ended up nailing it. And he goes in and they do the secret handshake. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. You did a great job. That was really hard, and but you stuck with it.
0: And that's hard to watch for, for folks who didn't have that kind of dad. yeah. I mean, you know, you're like, wow, how did he learn? How did he rep- What work did he do to reparent
2: himself? Right. To know how to interact with his daughter. That's letting his daughter learn how to be autonomous instead of us deciding what they need. Exactly. Instead of being like, suck it up, get up
1: there and do it again. Or this is, this is too scary. We're take we're stopping. right? He didn't decide for her. Like you said, let her be autonomous and make the choice for herself. I loved it. So first part, I think of emotion regulation and and reparenting ourselves and trying to learn that is just giving ourselves permission to feel and getting curious with ourselves. Like what is happening right now? What is going on? What am I feeling? And it's okay for me to feel this. And what do I need? Do I, do? what do I want?
2: The
1: second part, yeah. What yeah. Time? Do I need to keep going? Do I need to stop and take a break? Do I need some support, some help?
0: Yeah, what's coming up for me is in couples therapy is the partner will need some reassurance That they are loved and cared for by the other partner. And that's what Rachel's saying is you're tuning in to what you need but you didn't get as a kid in your your adult relationships. And so that's what I love about couples therapy. You have that other resource there to, yeah, it is okay. It's okay that you're feeling scared. I know that you, I made you feel in love, but I'm here and I do love you. And so it's a beautiful way to repair.
1: Yeah. And I love that I love working with couples and families, because I think sometimes, especially in our society today where there's so much on independence and being self-sufficient, we think we need to like do it all alone and not need anyone. Um But what we're learning, you know, through attachment science is we very much need other people. And just like I was talking about that dad and the daughter, what he was doing is he was co-regulating her. Mm. And that's what teaches self-regulation. We first, you know usually learn by by our parent, right or someone helping us by co-regulating. And that's a beautiful thing with couples and family therapy is we can teach them, how to co-regulate right when someone's upset you can put your arm around them right if, if that's okay with them and rub their back and let them know I, I love you you're loved and you're worthy right and that soothes the nervous system and those fears and that's I love watching people co-regulate I don't know it just gives me all the warm fuzzies like it's such a beautiful moment
0: Hmm. I love it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we create secure dependency. Is what Doctor Sue yes. Johnson has taught us. is creating that secure dependency, not a symbiotic relationship where you don't know where you begin and end, but a secure right. like Caitlin. Can you help me? Sure, I can help you. You know, work with uh, your hands to build this Play-Doh thing or you know, just asking someone to be there for you. That's not symbiotic. That's not the codependent that codependency, you know, talks about in the 12 steps AA. They're they're talking about symbiotic, not secure dependency. That's good to clarify those two people get those. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the secure dependency even if someone else is upset i can still be okay i don't get my emotions confused with someone else's there's a separation there is that right
0: okay yeah Yeah. so someone in the in the couples their one partner's angry and aggravated they can be angry and aggravated not at the other partner they're just angry and aggravated you're not yeah. like, you know, it's not like you're you're just taking on that person's emotion necessarily. Yeah,
1: learning learning how to not take everything personally and make it your fault that they're you're upset both. like automatically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So emotion regulation. Anything else on that? You guys thinking of?
2: What about you, Caitlin? Are you thinking anything? they have been listening for a while. They probably know how to regulate their emotions a little bit. We've been talking about that a little bit, but um, just kind of a a basic there. Um, Taking a moment to just learn how to sit and breathe. Recognize what comes up for you. And then figuring out, like we said, what do you need? Do you need a moment to go off by yourself? Do you need some fun? Or do you need to talk to another person? And I also think it's very powerful what you were saying with um, the attachment signs there because that, that is a marker of good mental health. Do you have at least one or two close bonds? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs somebody.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we can't stress that enough. Huh? And,
0: and why, why should we encourage people to tune in to their needs? well if you're not tuning in and getting your need of joy, you know, fun, rest, if you're not getting those needs met, your body is going to go into overdrive and you're going to produce more cortisol which makes you gain weight, which makes you feel bad. So from um if you're, you know, you like to be physically well and you want to live a long life, I think you need to go into mental health Counseling and you know, make sure you're regulating yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it's managing stress because yeah. we all experience stress in some form every single day.
2: Mm-hmm. Mental health care is health care.
1: Yeah, thanks for saying that, Caitlin.
2: Ooh, that's good. Say that again, Caitlin. Mental health care is health
0: care. Yeah. And that should drop the stigma around getting mental health because cortisol in your gut produces cancer, weight gain, diabetes. And if you learn how to reparent and regulate, you can have less of that in your body. So Caitlin's absolutely right. Mental health care is health care.
1: Yeah. And that goes into the fourth pillar, actually, which is self-care, right? So major part of reparenting your inner child is learning how to just
0: she froze did she freeze she froze so it's not us surprisingly (laughs) so self-care we'll keep it going I don't know if it's still
2: recording for her but
0: yeah self-care how do you get self-care in your day today Caitlin
2: well part of that goes back to pillar one, the discipline. Like I have to build it into my life because if I don't plan for it, schedule it, I don't get it. Yeah.
0: With two kids, full-time job and working part-time, you have to pretty much, uh uh-oh, we lost her. Still recording. I don't know how that How would that still be recording? I have no idea. We're just pop back in and you'll get a
2: notification.
0: Yeah. It's not blocked. So yeah, so self-care is, you know, what you're saying is true. You're cutting out time. And do you do you just like write out your schedule for the day? Or how do you get that block of time for just you?
2: Yeah, I've I've had to learn to really prioritize it. Like I I could be more productive and do this and this or I could go do this other thing for myself that is actually self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's another kind of productivity. So giving myself permission to do that. Yeah. So you give yourself
0: permission to and Rachel, it says it's still recording on my computer. I don't know how that works. Mine too. I don't know. My laptop just turned off and came back on. I don't know what happened. Well, we're it's plugged still, in. We're doing great. We're good. We're good. We roll with the punches. That's what we That's right. do, man. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing this three years with this Zoom. Yeah. Learning uh, how to
1: be flexible.
0: Yeah, we're flexible. ma'am. are we ever adaptable? Think about what we've been through the last three years.
1: Yeah. Just humans in general.
0: That's what I mean. Learning how to adapt. Yeah. We're really adaptable. Um, so if we have to move to Mars, we'll do it. (laughs) Caitlin was talking about how busy she is. You know, she got two little ones, she got full-time job and she works part-time with TruVon. And she's like, I have to literally walk out time for self-care.
2: Yeah, but that's good that you do that. Just personally, like, I've really struggled with feeling guilty going back to some of the points we mentioned earlier. So I've had to learn how to reparent around that because I was always achievement oriented. And if I'm not doing something productive, what am I doing? that was my, my inner child, one of my flaws, because um, I was trying to gain approval, but yeah. I had to learn that I uh, need to take care of myself, and, and that's part of how I do it, is with that self-care.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Very good.
1: Yeah, I see a lot of that, like, measuring worth by productivity. Mm-hmm. It's a big one for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and in Europe they work like 30 hours a week or something. And I said I redid this TikTok. I think I shared it with Rachel. I can't remember. Um, we talked about it and wake up, do a yoga class, work a couple hours, go take a siesta. (laughs) I love it. Go do a biking. (laughs) I'm like, then go back to work for a couple more hours. Then get to go with some friends. I'm like, yes, yes. Please. That's great self care. Yeah.
2: Can you imagine a day like that? And I think the difference there is that their culture, you know, um, their social system is set up to where they recognize the importance of all this stuff we're talking about. Bingo. Mm. Yeah.
1: It's not. Versus culture. just the importance of, uh, money, yeah.
0: making more money. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make just enough. <laughs> I just want to make it up to pay the bills, pay the taxes, go on a vacation, but I really'd rather just have a day like that guy on TikTok. I I would love, that's where I want to be. That's my goal is to just get up, take a yoga class, work a couple hours Take us yes. I mean, that's the life right there. <laughs> Could you all see yourself doing that as self-care?
1: It's totally yeah. Great. I I just don't <laughs> think it would be really hard, especially with if with kids.
2: Yeah. I follow a lot of these people as well that live in other countries just to kind of remind myself that the hustle and bustle of our lifestyle that is so common here doesn't have to be the way that things always are.
1: Mm -hmm. And isn't it interesting that we say that in West Virginia where a lot of people say time moves slower here. Can you imagine like New York City, Uh -uh. Atlanta, like these places that are extremely fast paced
0: and always busy? Well, the pandemic taught us anything. It was to slow down. Yeah. Doing. Slow down. Yeah. Doing doesn't make life better.
1: You focus more on what's the most important. You
2: huh. heard of the concept of hookah. Mm-mm. yes i have and i love it it's all about like coziness and yeah
0: but i'm it, i'm not in i i'm i'm experiencing fomo right now what's going on <laughs> you'll have to look into
2: it linda you'll love it you'll
1: love yes,
2: it yes you would it's um it, it looks like it should be pronounced hygie. it's h-y it does G-E. um but i think it's a swedish concept is that right i H- think so uh-huh. and it's all about kind of what you were talking about earlier, Linda, like slowing down, enjoying the little moments, being cozy, you know, you yeah. don't have to have a lot of money or go spend a bunch of money to enjoy your life. Like you can just enjoy time with those close other people and be wrapped up in a blanket by fire and just appreciate how that feels. A cup of hot chocolate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I knew you'd like that part. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. And didn't Elizabeth, and I know I have to hop off and do therapy in a minute, but didn't Elizabeth say she had that book? What was it called? She shared in the last podcast. Oh, The Power of Moments or
1: something like that. She added it to my wish list. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I want to read that one.
0: Yeah, like she's creating these. Moments in people's wedding day that they'll remember forever, and hopefully, their photographer captures it so well. And isn't that? I mean, that's just I love when time slows down, <laughs> that, and that means us slowing down as self care.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that incorporates all of these things we just talked about, right? The self discipline to know when to slow down, right? The joy. Of a special moment, which can also be self-care.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: going to help you regulate your emotions
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you're managing your stress.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate the topic, Rachel. And thank you for doing the research. Caitlin, I know your work so much. I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us on True Vine Talks. We will if you guys are in need of therapy, I believe Caitlin does have some openings. Yeah. She does. Great. So, I don't know if Rachel does. Um, not at the moment. Cool. Yeah. So Caitlin's an amazing counselor. Yes, she, she has is. helped a lot of folks obtain their goals in life. So please, you know, if you're in need of therapy, you have a teenager that wants someone to talk to besides their parent. She's the gal for you. Awesome. All right. Till next time. Bye. Bye.